Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to this week's edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. I am your host this week as Michael has the night off with me tonight. I have Nick, Ariat, and Dylan. Say hello, guys. Hi. Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. Well, it was a pretty quiet week news-wise. I think we were all pretty well enveloped with Beyond Salem, which we will be discussing in a separate episode, so be on the lookout for that. So in the absence of news, we are going to jump right into our stories. First item on the list is Ben and Sierra discuss whether or not having a baby is a good idea. She seems ready and he is hesitant. They have an honest and realistic conversation and decide to table the discussion until after their honeymoon is over. I personally loved these scenes. I loved how they each got a point of view and they each kind of made really good points. And I'm really interested to see where this story goes for them. What'd you guys think? Um, I don't see it going far. I think they're going to have a baby rather soon. Um, It's not what I would prefer story-wise, but it is what it is. I I didn't watch them, so. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I I loved it because I loved the whole conversation because it was just realistic because Ben was making some very good points. They are not in a, you know, she just got back. They just got remarried and he wants to just kind of enjoy her for a little bit. And I kind of couldn't blame him. And then on the flip side, she has lost a year of her of her life. She wants to be where they would have been had everything that happened not happened. So she kind of immediately wants to jump into the baby making thing. And I kind of see both sides of it. And I'm interested to see exactly where this is going to go. I don't know if they're actually going to end up having a baby or if it's going to be a take us into a different direction but wherever we end up going i'm here for the ride like i'm just gonna say like the direction i would love for it to go is ben doesn't want kids because of his history i think that would be a great source of angst for of internal angst for them as characters i think they're definitely going to touch on that yeah but i don't think it would be ever be something solidified where ben is straight up not having kids like because they did that with Franco because I do remember him talking about it with someone I don't remember who on GH Nina um, it was what broke them up oh uh, yeah because she wanted kids so badly he was like yeah I'm not doing that and I understood it and it made complete sense and also made me root for Franco in a way because I'm like yeah he knows the trouble he's he's knows he knows the, re- the havoc he wreaked on people's lives why would I ever trust that I could produce a child that wouldn't do the same thing i would like to see that i don't think we're gonna yeah well the fact that he had a dream of having a baby with sierra already shows that he definitely wants kids at some point i just don't think he ever thought that some point would be now and the reality of the situation is kind of making him go whoa so i'm like i said i'm really gonna be interested to see where this goes i personally don't think they're ready to have oh, they're not i don't think, I think they they're ready either and like i'm good either way if we get a baby i love them so i'll be thrilled but if they if they don't end up having a baby and we just get to enjoy them being married for a while i'm good with that too like i'm good either way 
I think Anybody the baby else? was always in the cards for them. I don't think that was ever an option. I don't think there was ever an option for them not to have one. Be interesting if they actually tried to and she had fertility issues. Ugh, I hate that. I, I mean, I know I know it's it's a story that we that we we tend to not love because of where those stories tend to go. But it if they chose to do it in a realistic way and not in a soapy way, meaning like surrogacy equals baby switch way. I could be here for it. I, the thing is, if I were have to, if I were to have to watch us watch the story, I would prefer Ben be the reason they can't have kids. Like he either flat out doesn't want them, uh, he secretly gets a vasectomy because he's afraid he's going to get pregnant. Like I would prefer that over Sierra being the one who actually can't have kids. I I wonder, or maybe to me. It would make more sense if Ben would adopt, like want to adopt. I, did think, I don't. I think did think ben about that, adopt. but I don't think he can adopt. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Will and Sunny couldn't adopt because of their domestic situation, as that was put when they were exploring adoption before they left Salem. If they I mean, have an issue would... with, the, if they have an issue with them, they're a hundred percent going to have an issue with Ben's past. That would be more angsty, though. It would, I mean, be, it, it would be a great be. source. It would be a great source of angst, like especially if Ben finds out, oh, oh, I'm scared of having kids, so I'm gonna just get a vasectomy. We can adopt. Oh, you can't adopt, dude. And then he has to tell Sierra, oh shit, I may have ruined our chances of ever having kids together. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't see him getting a vasectomy and lying about it because that goes against the entire foundation of what their relationship is. <laughs> I mean, I. <laughs> This story actually has some internal yes, angst potential. for them. Yeah, but I don't know. It feels like they're going to like... It's going to be just, tough in a neat bow soon. <laughs> yeah, I think like. so. Because and, their preview says that this is going to lead into a bigger story. If it was just them having a baby, that's not a bigger story. So this is going to be the jump off to something else entirely. And I'm very curious to see what that something else is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's like good internal angst for them, especially with like Ben's history and all of that. But I don't that think they will do to... it well because I think they will. I don't have faith because of what we've seen this year. But nor do I care, actually, but I feel like they skipped over a lot of development for Sierra because she still needs it. And like in order for her character to be ready for a baby, I don't think like having been, been gone a year and wanting a baby now because of it is a good point of view. No, I- it, I feel like they need to build the character more because she's very one note right now. And they I don't need- agree. That's fine. Um, but I feel like they need to focus more on her side of a story. I don't know. I just feel like Sierra gets the short end of the stick in a story, even if I don't give a fuck about the character. But still, I think one thing I do think I think if they were to have a kid right now, I would be open to it if they played and leaned into the how ready they weren't like how ready they are not have to have a kid like it's we know they're not ready it's clear they're not ready 
if I think they, even Ben knows they're not ready, yeah, which is if, why he made all the points he made. Yeah, if they if there was an accidental pregnancy and it was on the way and they had no choice, like if they played into them not being ready and them making a lot of mistakes and screwing their child up, I would be okay with it. And then basically, maybe like basically they can have another chance with a second child. You have one child that's really screwed up because they weren't ready. You have one child that's kind of okay because they got it right the second time. That would be compelling to watch. Have they ever done that on a soap? Um, let's see. Uh, I have to think. I, with the same couple, I mean. Hmm. Same. Or the same one, one parent, or one one parent. Right, because I mean, you could argue that with Sammy and Will. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking. Um, because I don't like. I don't think. I mean, because we've we've had a lot of oopsie babies all the you know, we we've had a bunch of those, but we've never then had them had the person then have another child with that same person and then that child be one thing I that would be good because they've skipped over like everything that she has gone through up until this point. If Sierra had um what is it called? Um postpartum. Yes. Because and I, I feel I feel like that could actually make a lot of sense because in a way they did that with Robin. Robin wanted on General Hospital. She wanted a baby so badly. She did everything she could to get herself a baby. She finally got her baby, and then she ended up with postpartum depression. Yeah. So that would act. That could actually be really good story if they went that route with Sierra too. Like this story has a lot of interesting ways that it could go. So I'm very intrigued to see where it goes. I mean, to me, that would make sense if it went down that route instead, because of Sierra wanting to have a baby, and then let's say she ends up pregnant, they have a baby, baby, she gets postpartum depression because. Like, she's afraid that something will happen to her and, like, her babies won't have her a baby or babies, I don't know, uh, won't have their mom. Like, something like that. And draw from her experiences yeah. these last few years. That could be good. But I don't trust Ron to write that for her. I would love that if we went down that road. So, like I said, I'm excited to see where we go. Uh, the one story I'm not particularly excited about is this whole thing with Rafe and Nicole and Ava. Like, I just, ugh. Rafe is now thinking about Nicole, but he's committing himself to Ava. Ava and Nicole clear the air. Ava apparently now wants to work at Julie's restaurant, which, okay, I guess if she's going to be cooking all the time, she may as well do it professionally. And Ava admits to Nicole that Rafe admitted to having feelings for her but is choosing to stay with Ava. And honestly, do we even give any fucks about this story? Because I certainly do not. It's so, uh, excuse me. I just feel like Rafe needs to relocate the fuckboy island at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and we have this week's episode title so far. <laughs> just, just, you're a grown ass man. You're staring 50 in the face. Just be honest. He is clearly at this point is coming off like he feels obligated to stay with Ava. Yep. And like, dude, nothing good comes down the road you're about to travel. There's no good to be found down that road. 
like this is just gonna get bigger and worse so like put your big boy pants on and end it now while everybody can have some everybody can walk away with some dignity intact before it gets worse my like my only issue right now is i don't like stories like this for people over a certain age that don't have prior romantic history <laughs> like like sammy being torn between ej and lucas makes complete sense they have they've had multiple marriages they have a bunch of kids between them it makes sense rafe being torn between ava and nicole at his age when he has never been in a relationship with either one of them. <laughs> like, Makes no sense. It's like, why, dude? Like, it's just... Even and though prior I, I, to I last year, he Nicole. had not talked to Nicole in a decade. Exactly. Right? Like, it's just... Like, <laughs> like, if you had spent the last what? 10 years... A decade? <laughs> like, but, pining. I, I mean, I just... I mean, the like last time Rafe and Nicole never... interacted was 2011 when she was pregnant with her second, yeah, he, second yeah. baby that she and lost. And then they pivoted out of that to the Daniel mess that we got. But, oh, wait, so and, they never interacted again after that? Very rarely. I, not really. Yeah. Probably not as friends. They probably just like in passing, oh, that's Rafe. Like, it's just, I like, mean, I recall Rafe some is... things from 2017, but that was but, just a whole cast thing. So, yeah, that's true. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. I, I didn't think of that. But yeah, like it would be different if they had maintained a friendship. Like they've always maintained a friendship between Brady. If and Nicole. if Nicole and like if Nicole and Rafe exactly had the friendship that Brady and Nicole do, then Nicole and Rafe now would make a whole lot more sense. Because once Eric was removed from the equation, then Rafe could see, okay, I can shoot my shot. That's like it's just like they're too old for this shit. Like, yeah, yeah, we're too like, wrong just, for this. Y'all. And there and there's no reason for you to have to be this torn over two women you didn't grow up with or have like, and barely know and he knows yeah. ava for five seconds and the only reason he let ava into his house is because of nicole it's just like so the entire reason he's even in a position to date nicole is i mean to date ava is because of nicole they need so when to you're give enti- rafe a child i'm tired of this like give him listen, something else to do listen at least uncle mac on general hospital got to raise kids like he ain't even like it's just uh, go like just this is not it this is just like, not it i'm at the point now either give him a child or kill him off i'm i'm over it <laughs> okay and the thing is and i'm and i actually warmed up to the idea of nicole and rafe a few weeks ago but like this story is like Shit. i'm thinking thinking long term it makes no sense why are you this torn between two women you barely know like it's just <laughs> nobody at 50 is doing this thing, it's just and not. the bear thing makes it worse that's the story is bad enough and then you add in the juvenile aspect of the bear it's like you're already highlighting how immature this storyline is when you add in another childish aspect like that the thing is they could like the fact that nicole named her son with ej after daniel and rafe they could have named the bear that and played on that but they didn't even play on that like just like, like it would have been terrible either way but that would have at least made sense for them to for her to be emotionally attached to a bear that was named after the child the son she lost but it's just like it's just end it get give Ava her gun back if can she's also, going to the yeah, kitchen give her a knife of, at least no <laughs> can we also talk about like 
So this is why I, I get annoyed when they expect us to forget when characters have done certain things. I want to know in what universe Julie is going to have is going to hire Grandpa Sean's killer. Mm, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to hush because I could say something. Be, be quiet, Nicholas. Be quiet. <laughs> I mean, it just it does not. It, it, it's like when they have her walk into the Brady pub all like know, nothing happened, like nothing <laughs> happened, like no things happened. We can like move on from them in certain ways it's like the only thing like they didn't occur the the only the only part of her past they acknowledge is the part that's connected to steve yeah because because of trip and i think if trip weren't around they wouldn't acknowledge that either (laughs) like they just (laughs) it's just weird we like these characters because they were messy keep them messy and play into their history you can grow them up a little bit but play into their history in every when it comes to every aspect of who they are and how they function in Salem and it will be fine but when you ignore history to just put them somewhere it doesn't work I was thinking about something Julie had a major issue with like Ben being in um Bug's place a few years ago she will not let um, but then she her. also turned around and married Ben and Sierra. So, I mean, she got mm-hmm. over her issues with Ben. Yeah, I mean, I so, mean I'm mean, i just thinking about, Rit- like, she... I don't see her letting Ava work. If yeah, because, were I mean, she had an she emotional... Wouldn't. She had an emotional reason to. Like, she did that for Sierra. For Sierra. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't have yeah. a reason to give Ava the time of day. Yeah. Exactly. And but- I, don't she, I, I don't think she loves Rafe like that to justify right? that. <laughs> like that's just weird yeah that that resume but at least at least she did not apply to the brady that. pub at least she was smart enough to not apply to the brady pub she figures she might have a better chance at julie's place than at the pub i get her points there she'll be better off applying the sweet bits at this point like, like, like just, just <laughs> because ali was would have been too young to know what happened to grandpa sean if they told her um chanel doesn't know ava well then oh wait shit i forgot never mind can't do that take that back retract it wait it why um, because she pulled a gun on <laughs> i forgot about that during the whole yeah but that line. was in response to what that. but that's in response to what ali did to trip so ali would understand that and probably let her work there she would <laughs> it's just yeah. at this point i think they need need to write out now see what they should have done when they were like instructioning the square they should have had her put in an application to open her own restaurant that could have been her front for when she eventually goes back to the mall why doesn't she go work at the bistro and turn it into an italian restaurant she could start poisoning people there that piss her (laughs) off (laughs) (laughs) but I'm trying to think, was she ever like cooking back in the day or is this a new thing? With it's Ava? a new thing. It's a new thing because we didn't we didn't really get to like, I mean, we saw I her crazy. Ava was much of a character the first she time. Wasn't. Was she wasn't. No, yeah. she was either batshit crazy, recovering from being batshit crazy, dating Robo John or drinking with Nicole. We never actually got to fully explore Ava as a character until mm. now. I don't like it. Let's make her, let's make her batshit crazy again at this point. I'm hoping that when she reconnects with Philip that they get to get up to some mess because yeah. this ain't it. Philip or Johnny's a crime. I mean, Jake, shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's always yeah, playing. Okay. That's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other thing. Like, to me, Jake is 100% more 
interesting when they anytime they start talking about his past connections yeah because they've barely mentioned it and it makes no sense especially if if he was working for ava's family so all this time they've been in the same town and no one mentioned that he was working for her family at all well, he was so wrapped up in Kate's world and the Demera world. And you know, when you get wrapped up into the Demera vortex of suck, it's like being wrapped up in the Kyriakis vortex of suck. You know nothing and nobody else. Like, yes. I just, I just don't like Jake. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I could if they started... Explored him. Yeah. Instead of just making him Gabby's... Appendage. Arm, arm candy. Like, it's just... I'm I mean, past that point of, like... <laughs> hoping having any hope for this character because he is a lost cause well I, we'll talk about it more when we get to um the the philip gabby stuff but i actually enjoyed him a little bit this week but we'll talk about that a little bit later um anybody else got anything else to say about rafe and nicole or can i move on to the next bit and it okay <laughs> we are ending it and on to something a little more happy uh, Lonnie has gone back to work and we get some really cute couple time with her and Eli before they have dinner with Paulina and Abe. They get called away on a case and we get some really cute Paulina and Abe moments. Abe hears Paulina refer to herself as grandma to the twins, which leads to a marriage conversation. And I got to say, the setup for the eventual implosion once the truth about Lonnie's parentage comes out is getting really well done. Yeah, I was. It was really cute. I, it was nice to watch them continue interacting because prior to this story, we weren't getting this often. Um, I was worried when the spoilers about marriage came up. I'm like, is she just going to like say this? Because I assumed Abe would be the one because of a spoiler back in, in SOD a few weeks ago to overhear her say something weird. And I thought, oh crap, she's going to mention marriage to distract him. But I think she really does like him that much. Yeah, and they are cuter than they ever have a right to be. But I'm gonna go they ahead and are. say this. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say this now. I do not need to know that Abe sizzles in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, leave them alone. They're they're so they are cute. cute and adorable, and I love them. But it's like Abe is my uncle. I do not need to know how good he is in the bedroom. I'm good. <laughs> It feels so real. It really does. Like, yeah. like auntie and uncle are oversharing. Great. It, it's, like when you're a kid. it's like when you're a kid and Clarence Carter comes on at the family reunion and all, all the elders start getting up and dirty dancing, talking about they've been stroking and you're just like, oh my God. Get me out of here, please. Literally, like, literally, the point where like, you get a room, please. And that one that's away from me. Really. <laughs> One thing, though, with this story, I hope we, because right now they're currently in a bubble, and I hope, I think we will, I hope they get to interact more with characters and, like, Chanel. It's coming. Yeah, I've seen spoilers, so it is coming, but they kind of need to get out of this bubble, but this week's scenes were, like, really cute, so I enjoyed them. Can we just talk about like the Eli Lonnie aspect before the dinner, like the whole stakeout convo and seeing Eli totally gush about his children is like the cutest freaking thing in the world. Dad Eli is my favorite Eli. I can't wait to see him with, see them with the real babies. Oh, Oh, I cannot wait. Oh my God. 
oh, it's going to be so cute. But that conversation, I, I, 2021 for Ilani has been such a great year. Like they, they just arguably get, their best year. I mean, I we was, might not have liked the direction of some of the stories that we've gotten, but material wise for them and like actual material seeing them together, this feels like the best it's been ever. Because it, ha- it's, it's been building them as characters mm. like as individuals especially Lonnie because I think she needed it the most um outside of their pairing outside of them being just exactly. related to people I think they do need to do start doing that a little bit more with Eli but yeah it, it's <laughs> been built it's been building like they feel like they're part of they feel like they're part of a family they feel like they're part of the community they're not just Eli doesn't just feel like the black Horton anymore (laughs) even though they treat him that way he has a life of his own outside of the fact that he's descended from the Hortons yeah and it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out because they they are setting the pieces Mm -hmm. for the beautiful disaster that is going to be the reveal of her true parentage very very well and like at this point it feels like all roads are leading to a November sweeps reveal. And mm-hmm. I am so excited. They even sprinkled that in to Beyond Salem, if you guys noticed. But we'll oh, yeah. talk about that later. I will say, though, it's making me really wish that Theo was here for this. Mm. Yep. Because yeah, I, like, I feel like it would have more impact if we were getting to see his sibling relationship with Lonnie and his relationship with the babies and... Mm. like Abe looking at his children growing up you know like I just like yeah yeah such a missed opportunity I feel like we know he's going to be there for the reveal but I kind of hope he gets there way before that so that we can get a little bit of that before the reveal having Chanel be on the outskirts of the story is also a choice I feel like she needs to be a part of it as well I think it's Again, a choice right now, but I think it's going to play into drama later. Exactly. I think right now. <laughs> I think it's deliberate. Yeah, it kind of played that way because she's in her own bubble and they are in this bubble. The fact and that I, Pauline is basically building a new life for herself and holding on to this secret is going to hurt Chanel a lot, especially mm-hmm. because of the earlier comparisons to her between her and Lonnie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Add into the fact that Paulina can't keep a secret in regards to her to save her life, <laughs> but she's held on to this for Lottie's entire existence. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's gonna be so messy. Oh my god, it is like, because we literally saw a couple weeks ago or last week on that date, or two might be two weeks now. Um, Paulina could not hold water, like, she was spilling all the tea. <laughs> Everybody's tea but hers. <laughs> but everybody has that relative. Keep, yes. They will tell everybody's business but their own. And they their own is really is typically something that could destroy the damn family. Right. <laughs> oh my like I'm amazed how she's keeping like the secret about Lonnie, but everything else, oh yeah and i feel like that jules and carver are babies and not toddlers right (laughs) they've been told on her by now exactly (laughs) but i was happy that they had abe actually hear that and then they pivoted it into an actual organic conversation about Mm. marriage yeah i did like when he when she brought she brought up lexi because he didn't and 
he was like, yeah, it's been 10. I didn't realize it's been 10 years. Good Lord. It's going to yeah. be 10 years next year. She died in 2012. Yeah. And the thing is, this happens a lot. Like people lose a spouse and live their life single for a long time. And sometimes, often unexpectedly, they meet someone new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and- think Paulina for eight is that someone new because he he lights up when he's around her he in a way that he never her. and I'm gonna say it in a way he did not light up with Lexi it's different I can't speak on that I wasn't here for it <laughs> I mean Dylan you you were here am I wrong no I think it, I think it was though him and Lexi were always there was always something dramatic heavy there mm-hmm. like it was even if it wasn't them that it was they were always, they were always on the outskirts of other people's drama yeah so like we never got to see them like this, like carefree and happy and floaty and just like smiley and get like we didn't get that. But I think we could have, we should have, but we really didn't get a lot of that. They were always like either in the middle of their own drama or trying to navigate somebody else's. And Paulina and Abe. They, they kind of get to just be. Yeah. Which is nice because they're at the age, like they're at the status now, I don't want to say the age, where like they're not going to be as heavily involved in the drama as Abe was with Lexi because they're at a different phase of their life. Yeah. Like they're established, they have careers, their children are grown. Like they yeah. don't really have to deal with all of the aspects of, life that younger people have to deal with because they've lived it like they and I like the fact that they've lived life it's like it I think it makes the story richer they have yeah. so much they have so, so much history of their own individually that can be explored in mind to inform the stories that are going forward now and I'm, I'm it's just nice to just see that on, on the screen and Abe ha- I mean Abe had Valerie but they didn't really fully invest in them the way they should either like we've never really time to be honest (laughs) (laughs) but like he's never really had a successful relationship post Lexi no this is kind of the first time we really get to see that because we didn't even really get to see much of that with Valerie because they didn't they just put them together to put them together right this feels like they're putting them together for a reason and you can tell that the actors love working together because jackie says in every interview that she ever does if anybody asks her who her favorite people to work with her answers are always james sal and lamone it's just so easy between them and it's just Mm. it's so delightful to watch yeah um um I'm I'm nervous for what it's gonna be like right. after the reveal. Oh my god! <laughs> but I love the fact that we're so nervous. I hate the fact that like part I of mean, me like hates the fact that I'm invested in this because I don't want to be causing myself pain because I know it's gonna hurt so much when the whole truth comes out. But the other part of me is like, man, I can't wait for the mess this is gonna bring, and James Reynolds is gonna be coming for that second Emmy. Like this is gonna be so good. It's yeah, a good word. Yeah, up. it's it's great to be and disinvested in something and the fallout of it. I just I personally need drama to pick up, but well, I think it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely coming. <laughs> like, I'm not patient. 
I need drama. I know you need drama, but they also have to build. They have to be True. in a good place so that when the drama hits, it can hit it, that much harder. harder. Oh my God, it's going to hit hard. Like, you, believe me, don't take these happy moments for granted. Yeah, because we're going to be clinging on to them. <laughs> every, every time <laughs> <laughs> like, come November sweeps. And the thing is, I think what some um, what a lot of soaps don't know how to do now is tell is invest in characters when they're not in the middle of drama like when it's just those quiet moments that we're getting that because we didn't always get that we're getting that with these four and that's only because mm. we're leading to something but right now this this will give people something like oh my god i wish i wish the way it used used i wish the way it was i wish the way it used to be like oh, I can't wait for them to get back on the same page. It gives us something to think about once they're all on the outs, because they will be. Maybe that's why we're seeing so many, like, scenes with them, like, having dinner and being in their own bubble is to build them up for the drama that's to come. So maybe, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, you have to... Yeah, you have to enjoy the happy moments now because we're not going to get much of them once the drama hits. Oh god, it's gonna be so damn delicious <laughs> and dramatic. I'm here for it. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Okay. Uh do we have anything else we want to add on to this story before we pivot to the next one? Because we're gonna bang through this next one really freaking <laughs> quickly because I don't think any of us really have much to say on it. Oh business. <laughs> Xander interrupts the wedding to find his money. He finds it upstairs in Bonnie's room and calls the cops. Justin finds Callista's dead in Bonnie's bed and Bonnie is arrested for her murder. What the fuck did we just watch and why did we waste our time on this? That's the question. Why? 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 Like, what? Why? Why is this a thing? Why? I don't get it. This is all you could come up with. I'm confused, Ronald. Like, why? (laughs) I... Well, and not only that, can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that we cast a Tony Award winning actress to do that? Yes. <laughs> uh. okay, okay, the Tony, the Tony Award winner aside, <laughs> Judy, like, I, she did not come cheap. You have Judy fucking Evans <laughs> and Wally Kurt. Stop, stop. Everyone involved in this. <laughs> just like, why? This story is the, You have this, Mary Beth Evans. You which, have what the fuck Wally are they Kirk. doing there? You have, you have Judy. Evans. What? This is what we do. This is this is what we give them. Don't I mean, throw the, tomatoes at me, but there was, I don't know which day because, you know, the show has been a blur for me <laughs> lately, <laughs> but there was one day I was kind of not hating it. Okay. The bedroom stuff with while it, with the bedroom stuff with Justin and Bonnie before he found the body because I kind of was too. But overall, I'm still a what the fuck. Maybe it was that I don't remember, but I didn't hate it. Well, the, I didn't. I not entirely. Like, Some like, scenes were like. Eh. I get what you're saying. I think it's because of the actors. Like, yeah, exactly. Because the actual story probably is terrible. Like, an, a good actor can sell you anything. The problem is this story is unnecessary. <laughs> I feel like everyone did their best to raise this 
Jesus. But we were already raising it out of the gutter. <laughs> I just, I, I feel it's such a waste of everyone's time and talent. This storyline is the representation of great gowns, beautiful gowns, if I've ever seen it, because that is literally the only thing we can tell. That is the only good thing about the story. Bonnie's wedding dress was fucking beautiful. They wasted yeah. that look. I'm so. Yeah, they really did like why like just, just why just and why? now we know why like there was no build-up to this wedding because there was no wedding but it looks like next week hopefully we might actually get some relationship stuff out of this because justin is gonna stand by her and be her lawyer which unfortunately i oh, think Lord. Means okay, which unfortunately i think means bonnie's gonna end up going to jail but going to jail you're going to jail <laughs> <laughs> If we, could, if we could actually see them be united as a couple and be in, give us a reason to give a damn, besides the fact that it's Wally and Judy, I could be here for this. But this entire story felt like a waste of my time. And especially when you had Beyond Salem going on opposite and you had people watching Beyond Salem and potentially coming to the main show at the same time, to those people, I am so sorry. We are better than this, I promise. <laughs> it's just so... Not that you apologize. <laughs> like, the whole thing was just... Buddy Bucks and this dude we never heard of. And I just... Just bye. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I can't. It's so stupid. What would you do? Why? I'm, going, I'm back to why. Why would you do this? Like it, it's so bad. It's hilarious. <laughs> Nick's utter meltdown is the best part of this. <laughs> like it just. Oh god. The I'm in tears. Was just so real. I... Thing is, I didn't turn it off. <laughs> I didn't turn it off either. I was rage tweeting and going, what the fuck, for the entire hour. And Xander was the best part of that. Oh, my God. And I mean, <sighs> she, she just rolls her up in the company. Like, what was the plan, Bonnie? What was the plan? I mean, literally, I, I mean, Kayla couldn't recognize a dead body? Okay. Xander had to realize it was dead. Right. Not Kayla, the doctor. But then again, she almost she she has an issue figuring out when people are dead or not because she was this close to pronouncing Kate dead. So you know, <laughs> y'all gonna kill me today. <laughs> this is like the only thing that made me like chuckle was when they were like. Um, Victor was worried he'd get arrested for excessive celebration. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was hilarious. And, and I I'm like, yeah, that's Victor. That's Victor. I could picture to him totally doing like a little happy dance up in his bedroom. <laughs> and oh. the thing is, I didn't laugh at it when I was watching it, but in hindsight, <laughs> this shit is hilarious. <laughs> Baby, Victor has changed those locks. Oh, God. <laughs> She is at her stuff is on the lawn as we speak. Oh man, I, I just was, this was a choice, a series of choices, many choices, were made. many, many choices. Were made. I don't believe it. Stop. I, Nick is losing his damn mind. Oh god. I, you know what? 
Let's see if we can move on. Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying to compose myself. Oh god! Can't move on. I'm so sorry. No, no, <sighs> it's fine. Oh. Look, we have to entertain ourselves some kind of way with this. Exactly. All right. So let's see, because this next story was actually um, pretty interesting. So I'm actually really excited to talk about this. Chloe asks Belle to talk to, to talk Philip down, who has become increasingly unhinged and even sends a threatening email to Brady, or attempts to, I should say. Chloe and Brady, meanwhile, return from Pennsylvania, and Brady tries to get Chloe to come home with him using the aforementioned murder as an excuse. She says no and blasts him for mocking her choice to be with Philip. He apologizes, and they have a really sweet moment remembering their wedding. I loved all of this because first of all i love the fact that she called brady on what he was doing she got pissed off at him and said you're basically mocking me and that the minute that he heard that he was like whoa okay let me step back and let me really apologize because i really did not mean that and i just loved that and the whole and the whole wedding moment and them talking him talking about how beautiful she looked and lifting up her veil and the cottage where they spent their wedding night like their actual wedding anniversary was a couple days from when that episode aired. And I was hoping we would get a mention of it. And then we did. And I about died. I loved every second of it. What'd you guys think? I'm kind of like Sean in this situation. I'm so (laughs) like y'all are grown again. (laughs) I'm going to go back to, we are too grown for some of this. Like, yeah, Philip needs Phillip, to slow him Yeah, baby, baby, baby. No. No. And like, I, I'm Belle in this situation. I'm like, you're you're really gonna send that that's gonna look great for the cops. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like why? And when why? she said you're you're doing you're going to be the thing that ruins your relationship before Brady even has a chance to. Because even if Philip is right about Brady, Philip is playing right into his hands. If he's right, Philip is going to be the reason that he loses Chloe. It's not going to be Brady. Yeah. And like I, I said at the beginning, Philip's insecurity is his own worst enemy. And it always has been when Philip has to, when Philip feels like he has to compete. He gets insecure and jealous. He did it with Belle. He did it with Melanie. He's doing it with, he's always done it with Chloe. The one and only relationship he never did it in was with Stephanie. And that was only because he was the person being competed for. Because Stephanie and Melanie were, were arguing over him. But if he has to be in competition with somebody over a woman, his insecurities come leaping out. And Brady's like the worst person for him to be in that situation with because Brady intentionally like yep Brady knows where all his soft spots are and he intentionally yep. pushes those buttons and I think it goes a lot like those issues that they have go a lot deeper than just Chloe because I think Philip on some level also feels like Victor favors Brady oh for sure. over him that would be a great angle to lean into especially with Victor coming back oh for sure so I there's there's a lot they could play with there but i I need like philip is like i said in the outline philip is giving me unhinged and he needs to kind of step it back a bit when he was in the office with bell i'm like sir are you okay maybe you should have taken a mental health day because you shouldn't be in the office right now (laughs) and doing that from your company computer right yeah 
only thing that might save him is the fact that Brady's family and Brady Brady himself probably wouldn't press an issue. But if someone else gets wind of this, yeah, it could be bad, very bad. Right. And Bell tried to warn him because it, it's like you've already used company resources to go chase down your girlfriend. So like, let's dial this back way back at a 10 you need to come down to like a two and it's just like and i i wish like with chloe i wish that she would just be a little bit more honest with herself and that would let her be a little bit more honest with brady and philip because her just kind of like choosing to exist in this state of denial is making the situation harder than it needs to be. Yeah. But it's it's also going to put it's also putting her in an interesting position because she's basically said the same thing to both of them and now it's going to be a matter okay of which one will listen to me. I have made my position very clear which one of them is actually going to respect me and change their behavior. Because I think Brady will back off and I think Brady will respect her boundaries. I do not think Philip will do the same. He probably won't because it's one-sided. I mean, this story is one-sided. They're not going to give him that point of view or like that development. They have regressed Philip instead. Yeah, he has jealous tendencies. That is in character. He has been messy. That is in character, but completely unhinged. So yeah, they're purposely doing this to use him as third-party angst. That's why he's like this. There's no other explanation. And it's, like I've said before, it it pisses me off. I just, I want better writing for Philip because I... I want better writing for all of them. He's not the only issue, but... I feel like they're addressing the issues with Chloe. Because the issue we had with Chloe a few weeks ago was that Chloe wasn't getting a point of view and she wasn't speaking up and holding her ground. She is now. I mean, she needs to get it consistently. Getting it just a few times isn't good long. I mean, the last two times we've seen her, she's gotten very clear point of view. So the consistency is starting. The question is, will it keep up? I don't think it will. I have no hope for the story. I'm at the point where I just feel like either put Broey together or like just end the story whenever. If it's going to end with Broey, it's let it end with Broy just get Philip out of it because yeah it's really really disappointing to me as far as the scenes this week goes I actually liked Philip and Bell like I liked their friend- friendship in the past before yeah they, they always work he always friends. like Bell in the past like I'm talking about like 2002 she always grounded Phil. Like she, she did. Like they had a really good friendship. Him, um, yeah. So I love I love their friendship. As of right now, that's one of the few enjoyments I'm getting when it comes to Phil. I wish he would have listened to her. Yeah, but uh, I mean he's messy. That's that's in character for him, but there's messy and then and unhinged, there is yeah, the unhinged Yeah. He kind of is self-destructive. That's part of his, like, I don't know, character. But, yeah, not to this point. Uh, yeah. Anyway, those scenes were the highlight for this storyline for me. Anybody else have anything to add? 
Um, go ahead. Dana. I feel like because I ship both pairings, I feel like I would be a lot more disappointed if I had ever believed that this was an actual triangle. Um, but I feel like since to me it was always very very clear where it was gonna go it's not so much yeah but like it's not about just being like clear where it's gonna go like we have a writer who specifically said it's gonna play out as a triangle this is a triangle the fans like will enjoy blah blah blah. they have huge fan bases why the fuck do you promote this as a triangle when it's evidently a third party angst type of story okay, like I'm fans go have like i don't know trusted it to go down as a triangle like it's develop and unfold as a triangle and like when it doesn't some are genuinely like disappointed and i think like that's they're yeah, justified like in that, that I'm, I'm not saying that that's not valid i'm just saying that i choose to believe what i see rather than what he says yeah that's true because i've uh, this is my third soap with ron ron says a lot of things mm-hmm. <laughs> ron says a lot of things what he says and what you get are not always the same that's true it 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 is in your best interest to follow the narrative that appears on your screen. But even so, even if this has played as a one-sided type of story, I don't feel like he's done Philip justice as a character for the entire year he's been around. There are certain characters that certain writers get and are able to write really well for and then there are some that they just don't connect well with who's a writer you think has understood philip was it hogan sheffer in 2007 yes because i liked philip during that era i i'm gonna like my favorite time with him has honestly always been his original run i feel like every subsequent time he's been back there's always been something a little bit off yeah I kind of agree it is like I do I feel like Philip is one of those characters that Ron's point of view on who he is and what makes him tick and what his motivations are doesn't align with a lot of how the audience views Philip do you think that he's trying to make him a younger version of Clint Buchanan yeah, think of how Ron wrote Clint. I mean, Ron is trying to tap into exactly how all of these three characters were back in the day. And it's not working. That's because they're all 20 years older and they should act like it. And, and not also that, but like the emotional beats have been missing for all of them to make, like, I'm not just talking about like, Pairing's oh no, you're wife. right there because Phil- Philip and Chloe have gotten no actual. I'm not talking like, pairings wise. I'm talking like every single character getting that character, like not character growth, but like perspective see, and point of view. Exactly. We haven't seen that. We have jumped right into like this triangle, whatever you want to call it, mess. Because we we've <sighs> seen that Brady 
we've seen why Brady has feelings for Chloe. We've even seen why Philip has feelings for Chloe because they built on that right when he came back to town. But we don't really understand why Chloe decided to pick Philip other than she's running for Brady, running from Brady. Like there's nothing that she's really said in regards to Philip that's like, okay, I get why they're together other than she's running away from what she truly feels. And that's a disservice to people who actually ship that parent. It is a major disservice. I don't know. I don't have much to say. I've said it all. Well, I guess we can flip to the other half of Philip's story this week, then. Philip has found Gabby's spyware on his computer. He confronts her and Jake saves the day by pointing out that Gabby may have it on hers, too. Gabby and Jake point the finger at Brady. Philip confronts Brady, who denies it. He swears he will make Brady pay. He demands Chloe quit her job. She refuses without proof. They make a deal that she will quit if he can prove it, and he will stop worrying about Brady if he can't. This story got very interesting to me this week because I did not see Jake covering their ass till about five seconds before it happened. Okay, What'd so you guys I, checked, think? I checked out during that. So he put that on Gabby's yeah. computer? He, he knew that eventually... Philip would figure out he would that Philip would find it and that Philip would immediately come looking at Gabby, which he did. So Jake at some point put the spyware on Gabby's tablet so that then when Philip questions her, Jake can say, well, if Gabby's computer wasn't working when she went to use yours, maybe then her computer, ha- her tablet has it too. So then Philip calls his tech guy. They find the spyware on her thing too. So then they say that it was then they realized that it was a competitor trying to take down Titan and they point the finger at Brady and basic black and um, Demara because they saw the email that he was writing. So this, this story got way more interesting for me because I did not see Jake covering their ass coming. You got a brain for a change, which is not usual for the men in Salem. So when it happens, I celebrate. (laughs) And I'm like, and I have to say them pointing the direction at Brady and using Philip's insecurities about Brady to set him on the wrong path is kind of a brilliant move. Yeah, like I I get why they did it. Smart. I just, I I wish Philip were being a little more shrewd in this. Yeah. Because I... Like, that's just... Kate said it best. Philip is naive. <laughs> it's just... it's. And it's... given who his parents are, his naivete is so weird. Yeah. I, I just wish that he were being a little bit more shrewd with this because I, I feel like had they pointed the finger at anyone other than Brady, he would be looking deeper which is exactly why they pointed the finger at Brady because they knew that he wouldn't look any deeper but it's like he's letting again he's letting his insecurity be his own worst enemy um, it's just like as a Philip fan I'm just like oh this is hard to watch yeah because they're setting him up to take L after L and it's just not fair and I just I hope at the end of this he comes out swinging and he gets I, I'm hoping he gets a win on some front 
because I, I don't want him to take nothing but losses. <laughs> That's good. That, that would be crushing. That would be hard to watch. I don't want to watch that. Yeah. I don't know. Spoilers indicate that it's not looking good for Philip. Like, because Philip is going to play right into Gabby and Jake's hands. And I w- like the only downside that this story for me, as smart as the moves they're making are, their motivation is complete shit. Yeah, because would, Victor's not going to hire either one of them. Right. Exactly. It would make <laughs> better sense if this was happening at Demera. Yeah. Because then at least Jake's motivations would be to get revenge on the brothers who ousted me. And also Which, the Demera board could literally hire anyone they want. Like <laughs> there's no Like this feels like instead of going to work for Titan Jake should have been demoted, maybe started working at Basic Black, convinced Gabby to jump ship, merged Basic Black and Gabby Chic, and then did the spyware thing on EJ's tablet and then did that. Because having it happen at Titan, when we know that Victor would rather die than promote somebody with the name Demera. Or with Alamein blood. Or with Alamein blood or Gabby, because I'm sorry, Victor is very anti-woman. Very much so. Uh, the only woman he would ever allow run his company is Kate. Yeah. So, and it's like, it just, it feels like this, we know that this isn't going to end well for them, so even if they win temporarily, it doesn't matter. Like, I uh, like, I see it, it is a more realistic option that Victor would try to bring Brady back into the family business. Which I think might be happening because there's a spoiler that he asks Brady for a surprising favor. Now, I don't know if that's maybe he wants Brady to woo Chloe away from Philip and like he wants Philip to not be distracted and to focus on business or he wants Brady to come work at Titan again, but something's coming there. I mean, it's just, there's no... You have you would have to pry Titan from Victor's cold dead hands. Yeah. Or Jake or Gabby would be running things. That's and you would think that Gabby would know that given her proximity to Sonny. Yeah, but apparently Jake has the dumb dick. So <laughs> yeah. women with him lose their fucking minds. <laughs> and we just uh, hmm. And literally all Gabby and Jake do now is have sex. And I just like literally after every scene, they're having sex all the time. And I'm just like, can you give me some emotion? Because it literally feels like they don't love each other. They lust each other. That's what that, to be honest, that's what it felt like with Stefan and Gabby too. To me, it felt like that to me. So this doesn't surprise me. The only the reason you had to recap that story to me, because I tuned out like I was watching, but I don't remember most of what happened. I mean, with Stabby, it was kind of intentionally set that way because Gabby was scheming. Yeah. This. Jacob, Jacob needs to go. uh, (laughs) I think the issue here is we don't know why she loves him. That's the thing. We have no indication as to why, because he's nothing like Stefan. Exactly. And and the thing is, with couples, like, sex on soaps is great. It is. But uh, (laughs) at least least for me, 
like what makes it better is ha- like under like when you're trying to make them a couple and like a couple you're supposed to root for what makes it better for me is the emotional connection between them so if you're selling them as this great couple with this great emotional connection and they express that connection through sex okay that's great but when all it is is sex and you have no emotion to back that up it loses something in translation for me and that's kind of where i am with them like i'm at the point with the story now where i'm like okay it is what it is i don't agree with it but because we know who victor is and what he will and won't do it feels pointless like unless victor's like in a coma or like he I, I can't imagine a scenario where Victor would pick either one of them it just doesn't make sense literally Victor would have to have a, another another stroke and be unable to speak and that would be the only way the only way that Gabby or Jake would be able to come out on top because I I actually am watching this happen in my classic days viewing. Victor had a stroke, could not speak, could not talk. He and Kate were not married yet. Uh, Vivian and Victor were still married because Vivian had schemed her way into marrying him. So Vivian was able to lay claim on everything, the house, the company, everything, and actually got to run Titan for a few weeks before Kate figured out her own legal maneuver. But Victor couldn't do anything because Victor literally was too sick to say anything. That would be the only scenario in which Gabby or Jake would have a chance. But the thing with this is Gabby or Jake aren't part of the Kiriakis family. They're not on the board. They're like, they're not part of the, they're part, Gabby's part of the company, but she's not, she doesn't have enough power to appoint herself or anyone else as CEO. Right. And the, I don't even think Titan has a board the way that Demary does. Like everything basically falls through Victor. Yep. And it, it, it's, you know, Victor, Victor runs his company like a dictatorship. It's what he says. It's what goes. So if you piss Victor, I mean, we've seen it. You piss Victor off, you're out of a job. But Victor always keeps it in the family. This would work better if Gabby and J- and Philip were together, still like on their way yeah. to marriage, or like that or- would that and would make she more still sense. wanted Jake. That would have been an angle to play. That would have absolutely been an angle to play. But it's just this whole, it all doesn't help that this also came out of nowhere. Like one minute, Gabby and Philip were fine. And the next minute she's plotting to take him down. And I don't know how we got there from here. Yeah, it's just. This is all just one big bag of what the fuck. Like Dylan said, this was a choice. It was a choice. Makes no sense. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Something is not right with Doug. He locked Julie in a freezer and is mixing up names. Julie's in denial, but can't deny something is wrong when he forgets who Alice is. Do we think this is legit or do we think this is the devil's handiwork? It's the devil's handiwork. Cause like, there's a few things he said, like having devil's, what is it called? Devil's food cake. Yep. He kept saying it a lot. The fact that he doesn't remember locking Julie in the freezer was sign number two for me and then calling roman john yeah also sign number three for me was the fact that he could not sleep the night before and marlena had a lot of trouble sleeping Mm -hmm. when the devil was possessing her so i think the devil is afoot i think so too if doug's eyes turn red i will lose my mind (laughs) yellow yellow they will be yellow Oh, like supernatural? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were yellow. Think yellow eyes, yellow eyes demon from season one of Supernatural is exactly what color Marlena's eyes were when she was possessed. 
Oh wow, this is I'm intrigued because I didn't assume that. I, I mean, I, I'm curious if the devil will like jump around from character. Yeah, because so- here's here's my theory, and then we'll discuss the, what actually aired. But my theory is that the gates of hell are located in the tunnels of the Demera Mansion, and that when Johnny was messing around down there before we saw him, he unintentionally opened the gates of hell, and the gates of hell have been opened since Johnny came home. Yeah, that was a month ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have not seen Doug since then. The last time we saw Doug before now was the night that Theo and Sierra came back to Salem back in July. Ooh. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So we have not, we've seen Julie, but we have not seen Doug. So anything could have happened while we weren't Mm -hmm. seeing him. And the last we knew is he was playing racquetball and injured himself. (laughs) And that is why he could not go to Sierra and Theo's wedding. (laughs) (laughs) This man is 96. Sit the fuck down, sir. What are you doing? (laughs) But I am also clinging to my devil made him do it theory because the prospect of actually telling an Alzheimer's and or dementia story with Doug breaks my heart if this is real. I mean, they're obviously not Julie, that is. She is in denial. Some of the other characters, like, what was it, Jack? Yeah. Roman seem to think that it is, but yeah. I think the devil is having fun. Yeah. <laughs> because let me tell you, when he's at the end of yesterday, when he said, Who's Alice? My heart broke into a million pieces. I was like, No, no, this is not. This is the devil. This has to be the devil. Mm. Because if this is real, I will start crying and never stop. Yeah. I because think, no. I mean, it's just, it just feels like that because he, especially with the devil food cake, that was it. Yeah. I like it. I was like, yeah, that's the devil. It has to be. I accept no other alternative because I like it. Like Doug is precious and we need to wrap him in bubble wrap and protect him at all costs. Nothing can happen to Doug. Yeah. I want to see Doug funny. start floating. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, the man is 96. I do not think they're going to go that far it. with 96 year old Bill Hayes. True. <laughs> but then too, that's the other, uh, like that honestly is the only reason why when like all these spoilers about him having memory issues came up I was like hmm could they be going there because like if you've been paying attention then like you see what that type of a story did for Max Gale on General Hospital and Marla Adams on YNR and if Bill Hayes is like you know what I'm ready for my swan song. I could see them giving him something this emotional and this big and this meaningful as a send-off. Because it's not like it's something that they could do, you know, in a in a month or six months. Like it would be a long-term yeah. story. I mean, it took two but, years on GH. So like I I can sort of see it but just like on a purely purely selfish emotional note. level yeah is Ron a long-term type of writer though yes he can yeah, be he, he is, can be but yeah, it's often with the wrong stories right <laughs> 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 this, this would be the right story to do it with because you can mm. do this 
but I don't but, think Ron can. Yes, he can. <laughs> Not think... uh, 99% of the time, he can't. I don't think that would stop him from trying. True. I don't know. Susan Hayes did an interview in Soap Opera Digest, and she... And she and Bill both are really excited about this story. It's the most work they've had in a long time. And they're excited about it. So I have hope that A, it's going to be done well if we are going here. And B, that there's going to be a twist to all of this because I just, it's Doug. And I cannot, with Doug. Yeah, like, like it. Yeah. That's everybody's grandpa. And you, you yeah. don't come for our grandpa because it's going to be problems. Listen, another thing, uh, wait, was that last week? What? When they were supposed to babysit? No, they, they, they were babysit, babysit this week, too. Yeah. They babysit this week, they too. Did it for, they, they did it for the it. Labor Day weekend, and then they did it again for this week. Oh, my God. Well, no, they said they didn't want Doug and Julie to have to babysit again because oh, they babysat yeah. for Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Which is why Paulina and Abe watched the kids when Lonnie and Eli went to go deal with the dead body. It's like, that's one thing I really, I know it's a random week, probably random and weird, I but I just hope at some point we get a scene of Doug with all the babies. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to I just want like, Christmas, please I let him read the Christmas story at the hospital the with all the kids around. Like, just, yes, all the kids around and let him read the, read the story at the hospital and, oh, so I perfect. just want a scene with Doug and all the, like, the, give me that. I want to see with like, I want to see Doug with his family. It's like they're like Chabby's kids, Elani's kids. Like, oh my god! I just want to see Doug with the babies. Yes. I know it's weird, but you know, no, I want to see it too. It's not weird. It's it's completely understandable. <laughs> I would like to see it too. But I'm definitely excited to see where this goes. I just, I hope, I hope it ends up in a good place because I can't, I can't, like, with the, the prospect of what, of us having to watch them go through this, this will, this story with Doug would hurt way more than Mike's did for me. I didn't watch Dina's, so I can't speak on that, but um, this would hurt way more than Mike on GH did because I care more about Doug than I do about, than I did about Mike. I'm more attached to him, so I'm just not ready to go there yet. Yeah, that it. Mm. It probably helps that also Doug is attached to very positive memories about this show for you. And yeah, we all, we all know who Mike was attached to <laughs> on that show. Yeah, no, that's true. That's very true too. Yeah. The one thing I will say though, if they are going to go fully down this road with the story, we need some version of hope. Yeah, you can't tell yeah. the story without hope. You can't. You either have to kill her off and have that be what makes him sp- makes the amnesia or dementia even worse and makes him spiral worse, or you need to recast her and bring her on because I do not see Christian Alfonso coming back. Yeah, Recaster. which I, honestly even, I would be fine with, but the hope needs yeah. to be there. Yeah, because like even with even if there were a Jennifer Rose, prefer Caddy McLean, but even if there were a Jennifer Rose on the canvas, like. Hope not being there would just be yeah. weird. Yeah. Doug needs his princess. It's just that simple. And hopefully, and now obviously, if if this isn't actually really what we think it is, and it's just the devil playing mind games, then hope may not be a hundred percent necessary. But if we're going full throttle with an amnesia dementia story, 
hope Williams Brady needs to be back on canvas in some shape or form in order to make this really land well, because it will be a gaping giant hole if she's not there. Agree. And with that, we will move on to our next little tidbit here. Gwen is about to confess to Jack, but he has to go rescue Julie from the freezer. She is now spiraling to come up with a lie and worried about Xander. She goes to see him to apologize. They end up having sex again. And he tries to help her come up with a cover story that she can tell Jack rather than telling him the truth. The one thing I will say is the fact that they came up with a bunch of different ways for Julie to potentially die before having sex (laughs) sent me to the moon. I was on the floor. (laughs) That's the kind of behavior I expect from those. (laughs) It was, oh my God, are they getting turned on by this? It was hilarious. I don't care about the story. <laughs> I just want it over. Just then, expose it. Let's have the fallout and move on. Well, I, th- I think the exposure is going to be coming soon, hopefully. But I will say, I, I did find it funny. Like, they're trying to come up with different stories like <laughs> that Jack would believe. And Z- Xander's answer was to have her say that she was a hooker and that Dr. Snyder was one of her old clients. And weirdly enough, that's a lie that would work. Yeah. 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 Because literally the only person who could say that that's not true is dead. Yeah. That would work. (laughs) What was weird to me, and again, I'm going to say it one more time. We're too grown for this. This whole, my father would never approve. Oh, daddy would be so mad. Ma'am. Like she acts like he comes with an inheritance and he doesn't. Like it's just like I got, if Jack had money and she didn't want to lose out on possibly being in his will, I would understand that. Also, he, like he all that. of J- all Jack's relatives, Jack comes from a trash bag relative family. Right? His biological father is an abusive, was an abusive pig who was rotting in hell. His adoptive father was a serial killer who was rotting in hell right next to his regular father. And <laughs> Jesus, like, Jack was screwed from the beginning. There was no way in hell he was going to be normal. Mm. <laughs> like, not raised by Harper mm. and sired by Duke. No, ma'am. Like, yeah, Joe, like, Joe's genes could not overcome. Yeah, no, could not. <laughs> like, she, they did the best that they could do, but that, that was a lot. That I mean, lot. the fact is, when what what's going to make him angry is the fact that she framed Abigail. I don't know if frames the right word, but she lied about Abigail. That's going to make him angry, as it should. But they also haven't really delved into much of a relationship that at this point you have known this man for a year. You have known he is your father. Like, you guys have only been building a relationship in the last few months. Like, it's not really that big of an investment to lose, if that makes sense. I think the way they're playing it is Gwen, as far as Gwen's concerned, she has no one else. Like until she, Xander, she literally, it seemed like she literally just didn't have anything else for her. It's interesting that now that she has Xander, she's actually contemplating and telling the yeah, truth. Yeah, like, like, yeah, she has a little bit of support now. So she thinks, okay, maybe if I tell the truth and he's upset with me, it won't be that bad because I'll at least have someone to lean on. If she were to tell the truth and she has Xander and she th- or she thinks she has Xander and they bring Sarah back at that moment, <laughs> then they send her down the path of being a raging, scheming bitch again. I would prefer that, even though I do like her and Xander. 
I would just, that would be, I would be intrigued to see it. Yeah. I 100% agree. Cause like I, I could like Xander and Gwen, like I like the actors together. They have chemistry there. It's just, this storyline is just awful. Yeah. And it just, it ruins everything. And again, it just, it goes back to choices. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, we said it the moment Snyder dropped dead. Like, why, why are we going here? Why, what, what is happening here? What, what, why? Why is this <laughs> the direction? What is this weekend of burning? What are we doing? What, yeah. what is happening? And it's just kind of spiraled since like every, every choice that they've made since then has been just another, okay, why? Yeah, it's, this is all like they're in this situation because of really bad choices that they made. Because even if they were to cover up what happened, given her past with Laura, that makes complete and total sense. It was the choice of throwing the man in the river <laughs> on that's, the holiday weekend. That's where I go left because you don't throw a guy who had a heart attack into the river because then they're going to wonder what the fuck he's doing there. And that's going to ask more questions. It's just like, it's just been a struggle. And I feel like I could really enjoy them because I, I feel like Emily and Paul have good chemistry. I feel like Gwen and Xander make logical sense and they work on a lot of different levels it's just everything surrounding it is so not good exactly and it's it's another case of actress chemistry cannot save a really terrible story I feel like we're asking them to do that a little too often on this show like we're relying on we're resting on it's it's kind of like when on RuPaul's Drag Race there's a really beautiful drag queen, but that's all that she's got. Like she's not the best performer. She's not the best actress. She's doesn't have a lot of personality, but she's really, really pretty. And they're like, okay, you're resting on pretty. That's what we're doing with a lot of these stories. We're relying on the chemistry between the actors or we're relying on the fans attachment to the character to kind of carry it and overlook writing that is not really serving them yeah and it's just i feel like we're doing that a little too much and we kind of need to step our cookies up because i think we can do better and I think we are going to be doing better because things feel like they're shifting in the next couple of weeks. But this whole week was just a whole mixed bag of stuff. But our last couple bits are actually some of the highlights of uh, the week. Um, EJ wants Johnny to work at Demare Enterprises and he keeps refusing. And he blames Chad for supporting Johnny's dream and then throws it in his face that Abby isn't home yet, which makes Chad go to Boston to talk to Abby. And we got a three-second appearance of Marcy Miller on Friday. Welcome back from maternity leave, Marcy Miller. Um, I gotta say, I love EJ and Chad's brotherly battle dynamic. It's fun. Yeah, they're always combative yeah. and I can, they can keep it that way. I don't never need I don't ever need them to be friendly. Like they can be brothers and love each other, but it's just I would prefer this sibling dynamic be consistent. 
Yeah. And I love the fact that Chad actually got to mention like, hey, I got to live my dreams. I got to run a sports website, which God, I legit forgot was a thing. Not. <laughs> and then so awful. it was, no, it totally was. But he said, I got to open a club. I got to open a coffee shop. And yeah, did those things turn out great for me? Some of them did, but some of them didn't. And I still wound up right back here in the mix in the family business. You have to let your son fly a little bit and let him come back to you naturally and ej was just like yeah no you have no room to talk because your wife isn't even here so shut the fuck up and it's just like i mean ej wasn't wrong like and i kind of get what chad is doing and letting abigail like decide that she needs space and to try to respect that because the whole reason that they're in this situation is because he didn't respect her enough to believe her so he's trying to walk the line of saying hey i want you here but i'm also trying not to push and i'm really kind of excited to see where we go next week with her back what do you guys think yeah i i love the dynamic between chad and ej and one of the things that i like about it is i feel like they're two of the only characters that can go certain places with each other because it just makes sense yeah because even because you know what you know what it is too no matter how much they fight back and forth chad took a bullet for that man yeah and And he lost his shit when chad was shot and that's always going to be a thing that like no matter what we say back and forth i know you got me so i can say all this shit to you and i you can say all this shit to me and it doesn't matter because when push comes to shove you're always going to be there to have my back and you have a bullet scar to prove it and it's like that's one of the reasons i i love <laughs> that's one of the reasons i love tony's little dig about um ej race car driving? to go into something stable and secure and safe like race car driving <laughs> It's like, there's just certain things that they can say to each other that no one else can say to each other. And nobody can drag you like a family can drag you. Yeah, it's They they feel like real siblings. Yeah. Yeah, And Dan feels like EJ. He does. He probably, he feels like EJ with less of a heart if, but it makes sense because of what he went through. Um, Johnny keeps giving him hell and i love it <laughs> i love it it's, it gives me so much joy especially with what's coming i'm excited um the chat abigail thing i'm a bit i'm this is the first time to be honest i'm i'm invested to in seeing what happens with them after this because prior to this gwen story i know that's shocker because the gwen story was t- wasn't great but prior to this story, I didn't really care for them. Like, I never. I didn't either. Like, this story found me. I found myself rooting for them. I found so, myself rooting for her. Chad could eat yeah. shit. Well, yeah. But if, <laughs> if, if he makes her happy, then I'm rooting for them. <laughs> like, but he has to get back to the point where he makes her happy again. And I'm invested in seeing how they rebuild. And it looks like they're invested in trying to get them to rebuild, which I hope is true. Because Ron, Ron is an expert at tearing them down and beating them apart. But he, we also know that he can rebuild them because one of his first stories when he came back to town was rebuilding them because Chad and Abigail were not together when Ron took over in 2017. He's the one who put them back together. He's the one that got them to the place of the double wedding. He then massively shit on it a few months later, but it doesn't <laughs> matter 
But it doesn't change the fact that we know he's capable of he's capable build, of rebuilding of them exactly. And I I really want to be able to see that. And knowing that Chad and Abigail are both going to be here, they're both going to be anchored in town. Like we don't have to rush a reunion because they're leaving. Like we can actually take the time to rebuild. I'm excited for that, and I didn't yeah. think I would be. I didn't either because I'm I'm sort of where Nick was. I. It's not that I didn't care for them. I just wasn't really invested. They were just sort of there. Like, okay, Chad and Abby. Yeah. Yes, okay, whatever. Just it, there. I, they were just kind of there for me. I didn't dislike them, but I wasn't really like invested in them. And it's weird because this Gwen story, <laughs> ah, as yeah, awful it, as it was. It caught me off guard too. <laughs> <laughs> like as awful as it was, it I found myself for probably the first time because I've said it before. I now who I did not really care for was Abigail because she was always so incredibly messy and never really paid any consequences for it. And it just it irked me. And so I was always just kind of like hmm. now her messiness is 100 percent justified. I, it was always like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm letting you make it because of your parents, but <laughs> I don't really like you that much. And this Gwen story came about and now I am like standing in the gap between Abigail and anything that is going to hurt her or wreck her happiness. Like you shall not pass. No, <laughs> leave my girl alone. So it's like, whatever makes her happy is what I want. And if Chad is what makes her happy, then I want them to build that back up and give me a reason to want them together. Because at this point, if she tells him to kick hot rocks to hell, barefoot with a fresh pedicure, if that's (laughs) what's going to make her happy, then that's what I want her to do. If she wants to work on her marriage and try to rebuild her family, if that's what's going to make her happy, then I'm going to be there for that. Like at this, at this point, I am like an Abigail Stan, like whatever Abby wants is what I want. Is that weird for you? It is very weird for me because I've never been in this place. Yeah, I'm not a Stan. Like I'm not, I'm just in for the first time, like Dylan said, I'm invested in Abigail. And if Chad is who she wants to be with, I'm invested in them. Just make give me a reason to continue that investment, Ron. Yeah, but here's the thing. When you build them up, please, Ron, do not break them again. Like, you have done enough. You have done enough. To be honest, what I would want for them right now, go through with the divorce. Like, let it be amicable. Share custody of the kids. Let them try to move on and revisit this five years from now. (laughs) Like, question been through so much and they're they're they just turned 30 chad is 31 this what, year what, hmm. do we see them going to marlena for a marriage counselor oh lord <laughs> oh that. my god <laughs> I, was oh. Gonna, I was gonna say yeah that would make sense and then i remembered oh shit <laughs> i i i don't want a divorce for them because we kind of had it a few years ago yeah, Dina did that. No, thank you. I think my thing is, if they were to divorce, I want them to. And then we had to, it again under to, Ron. 
tried to move them on. Oh, like, yeah, the quickie things. So she, yeah, that, yeah. That's so like, like that, that would be want, the third time in like. That, that's why I'm saying because they've been married so many times and they're so young. I if I if they were to do a divorce, it needs to be a long term divorce, and you can revisit this when they're older and a bit more mature, and they've had other relationships. The fact that Johnny, and we're, we're speaking, we're heading into a bit of a spoiler discussion here, but it's going to be interesting to see how Chad deals with the fact that um, Johnny wants Abby to be in his movie. And knowing that he wants Allie to be Sammy, I can only imagine that she wants, he wants Abby to be Marlena. Or Carrie. I don't think she's she, old enough to be Marlena. I don't think she's old enough. To, I don't think she's, I think she's too old to be Carrie. Maybe. And that I could understand why Chad would have an issue with Johnny wanting Abby to be in her movie because if, if he's telling the story of John and Marlena's affair, who is Abby's John and who is Abby? You know what I'm saying? Abby's going to have to play as Marlena the affair with whoever her John is going to be. And thing is, Abby doesn't, unless, wait a minute, because <laughs> Abby doesn't have, like, she hasn't had in outside of Chad, that's the only big relationship she's had and i mean ej but that really wasn't marcy no what if it's uh, i don't want them to go back here what if it's jake i mean because in in actuality i johnny is petty enough to make ej roman yeah (laughs) (laughs) am i wrong no no especially since ej has been acting a whole fool yeah listen he's been acting a hell of a lot like you know but we're not gonna go there <laughs> but it's I, gonna be because remember Chad was already insecure about Jake and Abigail's interactions. So then, if we then have to then simulate them having an affair, that's gonna. Because I was wondering why Chad would have an issue with her being in the movie. She's got to be playing Marlena, otherwise there would be no there would be no rhyme or reason for her to, him to have an issue. And yeah, and that would also. Uh, now also play on his insecurities about what happened with Stefan. Yeah. Because he was he never he was never really okay or he never really made peace with that. Like he said he did, but his actions showed he didn't. It's, and it's also gonna this is also gonna make Chad have to put up or shut up. If you really trust your wife and you're really gonna prove that you're gonna be a different man, well then you're gonna have no problem with me doing this movie because you know that I'm not gonna cross the line because you know that I love you. She does. She wouldn't. But what he thinks is a different story. Exactly. And this is going to be his chance to prove that he is going to back up his words with action. So this this movie could could serve a lot of different purposes in ways I didn't really expect until we actually started talking about it. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting, especially if you have like the devil in the background. Yeah. During the pot when all of (laughs) <laughs> all of this is supposed to be late when people because, are trying to resolve issues and he's going to be in the background stirring shit up and you can't get to the devil possession without bringing up the affair because had the affair not happened and had the affair reveal not happened she never would have been possessed by the devil originally so bringing this all back up again is really just a setup to bring us back to the to bring us to the devil possession 2.0 and i am here for all of it I'm excited to see what happens. Me too. But on to our last story, and arguably for me, the best story of the week, even though it all only took place over one episode. 
Sweet Fit's opening day is here. Things are awkward with Allie and Chanel and they clear the air. Trip, meanwhile, talks to Johnny and Johnny tries to get him to see that Allie is into Chanel. This quad is so damn messy and I am here <laughs> for all of it. Johnny don't give a damn who he Johnny says. Johnny don't give a damn spot. I'm going to blow up yours. (laughs) They're so messy. (laughs) I love it, though. Like, I'm because there's you can tell Johnny and Allie are very, very close, but they don't pull any punches with each other. Like, they will go for the jugular every time. And because they're siblings and they're twins, they can do that. They can do that. Like, they don't write siblings like this. Like, they don't write siblings like EJ and Chad. They don't write siblings like Allie and johnny anymore it's, I'm, I'm intrigued and johnny just, he just doesn't care like he just says but chanel whatever doesn't care either like that i think that's part of the reason why johnny and chanel work so much because in a weird way chanel's the same way yeah no filter um just very straightforward blunt because she even said it to ali she's like this is this is about way more than you wanting to protect me from your brother this is about you being jealous and we need to discuss why that is because you had your chance and you made your choice and well, here we are. Yep. But interestingly enough, I really do think, again, we are possibly setting up for Johnny to fig- like Johnny to uncover the truth about the con- his conception. Ooh, Jesus. Christ. Because some of the dialogue that that I like even the way Allie's like describing him like the way he says like he'll just take what he wants and like once he gets like once he gets what he wants he's done like it's very like it was very triggering for me the way she said that it was making me think okay they might possibly be setting up that Johnny is similar to EJ and then when he finds out exactly what EJ is capable of that's going to send Johnny on a whole spiral yeah, just I'm like I'm so inv- I'm so invested in the fallout and whatever they do with this group, I'm okay with it. Like it's just I do want them to add a few more people. Like they need me, to give me a Theo, give me a female that's not related to anyone else. Joy <laughs> like Wesley, yeah, Joy. Joy. Joy Wesley should be Joy Wesley. They need they need a bit more. Um, than just those four because once I, the implosion happened and bring him to town I, I was thinking about parker earlier but it was for a different reason <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm into it yeah i'm excited to see where this all goes and like now with the movie coming up and we're actually going to get like johnny in scenes with marlena we're going to get Allie in scenes with john and then you've got like just the whole like this whole mess like this is just this is just messy and it's fun messy yeah because they're young and it's age appropriate mess yeah it makes sense yeah. like ali coming of age trying to figure her life out being a single mom even being a rape survivor she's trying to just settle into something and i think she wants something stable and i think for her at right now trip makes sense because yeah. i don't because she doesn't i don't think she trusts her feelings when it comes to chanel because she doesn't no. know if they're real she doesn't know if it just happened because they're friends like she doesn't know what it is she really needs to talk to will will she needs to talk to marlena well uh, she's been talking to marlena she needs to talk to will she needs to talk to because will is the only person who can really help her 
navigate what she's feeling because he's the only one who's really been there to some extent. Now, the only thing I will say, like we said that Johnny wants Allie to play Sammy. The only thing I'm hesitant about with that, depending on how much of Sammy's story they decide to tell, I don't know how I feel about Allie having to possibly show the rape if they go there. Allie being a rape survivor and then having to play someone who was raped not once but twice. And then especially because her first rape with Alan, it basically was a like that was all a direct result of seeing what she saw on the conference room table. Because the only reason she got as close to Alan as she got was a way to spite her mother. Yeah, that's all just there's a lot of mess there. Yeah. And like a lot of unresolved mess. Yeah, definitely. Because Sammy just kept going from mess to mess to mess and never yeah. resolved, like, because she, she, so, you know, she was, her eating disorder was already starting before she even saw them. Then she sees them. Her eating disorder gets worse. Then she switches the paternity test results on Belle. Then she kidnaps Belle, but doesn't actually get in trouble for kidnapping Belle. Then she gloms onto Austin, like, white on rice. <laughs> and does 700,000 things that would land any ordinary person in jail, doesn't actually go to jail for any of it. And it, just so many things happened to Sammy that were never really truly, like you said, resolved, that it'd be interesting to see if they try to resolve this now. And it's going to be interesting to see at what point Sammy comes back into this. They've just got, yeah, there's a lot of ground to cover there. And there's gotta- a lot of stuff that like, these kids don't know. And it's clear they don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. very clear they don't know. Because I don't think Allie would be as cavalier in her descriptions of Johnny if she knew all of this. No. And the fact that she and the fact that she is so cavalier in her descriptions of Johnny and the way like and it, it was just hitting me all the wrong way. Like how she was describing him was hitting like it was almost described, like it almost came off to me like she was describing someone who abuses women. And it, I know that's not what she meant, but that's how it was coming off. And it feels almost intentional because they're trying to set something up down the line. Yeah, it's just, it's, there's a lot of moving parts here and it's just going to be, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where everything lands and where we go when things are in place. Yeah. They, yeah, they have a gold mine of story on their hands. The only issue would be if it's not played right. You have to I play think the it will be. right beats at the right time in the right way, or it could go off the rails. I think it could be told very well. The fact that John and Marlena are so closely connected to this, and I, yeah, Ron I, is not going to mess this up. Yeah, I think I think that's. That's the the faith I have that they're going to do right by D and Drake. Because because even, even if they get a little bit of a detail wrong, Drake has a Drake is basically a walking memory bank of everything he's ever gone through on this show. So <laughs> it's true. Like he, all the interviews say it. He says it. So basically, whatever might be slightly off in the script, he can have fixed. So I, I'm really excited to see where this goes. And like that promo for next week, if that's the first indication of where the storyline is going, sign me the fuck up. And then, of course, you throw in the Mardevil. 
aspects yeah. of it all. Yeah. <laughs> like, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> like, we are like, hitting Marlena's greatest hits in Deidre Hall's anniversary year. Like, what was her 45th anniversary? I forget exactly what anniversary it is, but it's a big, it's a milestone anniversary for her. And, like, in her anniversary year, they're basically retelling her greatest hits in the eyes of her grandkids. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's why. amazing. That's why you don't kill off legacy characters, characters like that. I'm not going to name you, but you know who you are. Yes, yes ma'am. <laughs> because you can tell stories like this 20 years after they happen. And, and the cool thing is, this is all story that we saw play out. Yep. So they're not retelling story that we didn't see. We saw all of this. And mm-hmm. we're going to get high definition remastered flashbacks to everything. Oof. This is going to be fun. Oh, I'm so excited. And I, I, I know we kind of dovetailed out of what was actually airing, but this is all connected and it's just all so good. I'm so excited. The fact that this story with these young characters is going to dovetail into something that's so valuable for the show is amazing. It's how it's how. I how think so, are supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, that's how they're supposed to be consistently across the board. And when you use your history and when you rely on characters and their history, it works. It's e- And it's easy because the story is writing itself. Like it's not, yeah. you don't have to do a lot of mental gymnastics to figure out how to make the pieces fit. It's working. And I hope, and I think it'll stay working. That's not, I agree with that only because of who's involved. Yeah. If it were about anybody else, I would be worried. When it comes to John and Marlena, I'm, Ron has proven that he just, he's not flippant. Like he will. He respects he them. He respects them enough to not do any crazy shit. And I Every think also story, it helps that Jamie's there now. Yeah. Which hit, like his stuff will start seeing hit air in November, but um, like it, you could tell with he has he understands the the gold mine that john and marlena are and he respects them and every story he's ever given them has always been a success yeah. you had the you had the bayview stuff in 2017 into shoot the bride in 2018 you had the unmasking in 2019 you had john's aneurysm last year and now we're getting mar devil 2.0 mixed into johnny's movie question this script is Will's script, right? For the movie? Yeah. Well, the, the script that Will wrote in 2014 when when they left, when Al, when Allison Sweeney had her original exit. Yeah. Johnny wants to take Will's script and make that movie. How much do you think Will knows about? I know he knows about um, EJ raping Sammy. And probably, and of course, I'm thinking at this point, the Allen stuff is public knowledge how much more do you think he knows about all the other stuff like well he definitely knows about the conference room table because he lived that himself with sammy and ej okay because him walking in on sammy and ej the night that johnny was kidnapped was a direct callback to her walking in on john and marlena so that part of her that part of her story came up during that and every and everybody knows the stuff that sammy's done over the years so i the only thing I don't know if Will knows about the EJ rape, actually. Ah, okay. Hmm. Wait a minute. Didn't why did he didn't he he shot EJ right? 
Yeah, but that was because of no. Well, that was. Yeah, he was the one who shot EJ. He was the one who shot EJ right before they got right before EJ and Sammy got married. But I don't know if that was because he because raped rape. because of the rape or because of what happened to John. Because it was right after John died. Hmm. It's gonna be interesting to see what they need. They need Will on the show. Stop playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're getting it because like Johnny's yeah. gonna call Will next week. So I don't. Hopefully, we see Will's side of the convo. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what Will knows, what he tells Johnny, because like what he what he like older siblings know this, like you can know a lot of things and there are certain things you will not tell your, your younger siblings. Yeah. So apparently I just read it like Will, he was he shot EJ because like his whole, whole family was torn apart because of him. So <laughs> right because lucas oh, yeah. and, lucas and sammy were married and together and then she had to divorce lucas and marry ej to keep the family from imploding so i kind of think he knew what happened to him and like what ej did I, I don't even i don't even think it's so much about what he did but it's so much about the fact that that like his he had a happy family they were together like lucas and sammy were together and married finally after so many stops and starts that she was forced into marrying this man to save their family because this mm-hmm. was during the whole Brady Demera feud thing. Yeah. So then I think he thought, well, if EJ's removed from the equation, I can get my happy family back. Yeah. He was very young when that happened too. I remember. Yeah. Like that. they didn't even reveal that um, Will was the one who shot him until years, years later. Yeah. I was, yeah. That's when I was watching because I was, I don't think I was watching when EJ got shot. No, because he got I, shot I in watching, 2007. Yeah. I was watching, I think it was around. 2011 2012 when they revealed that right no it was wow. later it was 2013 2014 because wow. yeah it was like yeah, 2012 2013 that's i like secrets like that they don't do that often. I, I always knew that lucas didn't shoot ej because lucas went to jail because i remember lucas thinking well way too easily because like it was 2000 like it was 2008 the twins were just born. Allie was a baby and he was all set to go to jail and miss 90% of Allie's life. Like, especially when he missed that phase of Will's life because he didn't know Will was his son back then. It made no sense to me. So I said all the way back then that he was lying to protect Will. And then it came out like five, like four, five, six years later that that's exactly what happened. Honestly, I thought it came out in dialogue back in the day. It, well, it came out because EJ was blackmailing him with it because EJ knew that Will shot him. Okay. Yeah. But well, it, at some point, like, EJ found out. Okay. Probably because EJ saw it. Or like he, he figured it out and he, because he had the evidence that Will shot him and was blackmailing him with it. But we have gone way off the rails, <laughs> as we tend to do. But that is it for our story recap. So I'm going to head into our segments with the good, bad, and ugly. Ariet, why don't you kick us off? So I'm, I'm just going to go by these, like, really quickly. Um, the good for me this week was, I would say, there wasn't a lot, but Ilani. I enjoyed them. Uh, I loved Chanel. Like, the angst for them. Uh, Chanel and Allie, sorry. Um, the angst for them is really, really great. The bad, I would still say the 
Chloe Brody story. Uh, I don't need to say more than that. Um, the Ugly, which kind of wrapped up this week, sort of. Um, the Callista story. Um, yeah, I kind of enjoyed one of one of those days, but overall, the story has been a complete mess, and I'm glad it's finally reaching its end. So yeah, those are my good, bad, and ugly for this week. Ellen, cool. what about you? Um, my good is once again, I really liked the Johnny Chanel Alley trip scenes and just like that whole dynamic that that whole foursome works for me and like the way that they're being written and the way the story is being built is really enjoyable for me so I'm I'm having a blast with that and I also liked um the little domestic moments we got with the Carver Price Grant clan it just kind of I'm gonna enjoy it while it lasts Uh (laughs) I'm just gonna say that I'm 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 trying to enjoy it while it lasts because I know I know it's a hurricane coming so I'm gonna I'm enjoying those while I'm getting them um my bad is just the way that Philip is being written I'm not enjoying it and like I'm gonna own my bias it's probably you know me as a Philip fan just not liking some of the directions that he's being taken it's hard to watch so that was that was bad for me and my ugly was all things with this sad 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 wedding that wasn't (laughs) that whole bonnie justin Lisa buddy bucks but i (laughs) Uh, no that was not it in any way shape or form that was no it was not (laughs) nick what about you uh my good was the a paulina lonnie eli family stuff um i liked the one-on-one time that we got with eli and lonnie i liked the one-on-one time that we got with abe and paulina um also, the Johnny Alley trip and Chanel foursome. Um, it's really good. It's really intriguing. Um, I'm into it. Uh, they, f- I think this is the first time in a long time any soap has had characters in their 20s that feel like they're in their 20s, and they're just and they're being messy. Not because not to be messy, but they're being messy because of it's, it's who they are. It's who they were raised to be. Like this is. There's, there was no other way for Sammy's twins to be. There was no other way for them to be. Wish they would have gotten that with their bro- uncle, but that's another story. Um, you mean their uh, brother? Their uncle, Eric. <laughs> ah, I was like, are you meaning Will or Eric? I was confused. Will was a mess. He <laughs> Will was a mess. Um, my bad. Um, everybody's picked the same one. I'm going to switch. It's the... Um, it's the end game for Gabby and Jake. Like, I don't get how they could think that Victor would hire either one of them. Like, give Gabby her brain back. And well, I understand on. Jake thinking it because he hasn't been in yeah. town long enough to understand. So Jake, well, Jake's uh, Jake dumb in general. In, that makes Jake, sense. Gabby true. being dumb doesn't. And I don't, that's, that's the part issue. I don't like. Like, it, it happened with Kate. It's happening with Gabby. The women that they pair Jake with lose their brain cells i don't get it um the ugly of course is 
<laughs> as funny as it was in a few a while ago, it's it was stupid. Like if you wanted to make Justin stand by her, you could have given us something else. Like I said it before, if you had to bring in Kalista, you could have had her find out that Mimi actually killed David and have her blackmail him Bonnie with that. But I think Justin I knows that, so I don't think. But is it public knowledge? Yeah, I mean, it's in her book. Oh, yeah. Huh. No, wait, because Kalista, wait, she wrote about Mimi killing David in her book? Wouldn't that cause trouble for Mimi? Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, Mimi would have to end up in jail. Yeah, because Kalisa said um, she's, Kalisa said all she said in the book was that she didn't kill David. She didn't, I don't think she would have okay, said, that, never Mimi, said Mimi. that Mimi did it. Because I think that would Mimi probably would have been prosecuted. Mm-hmm. That I think that would have been the way to go with this. There was no need for a Harrison Lord or any Buddy Bucks. Kalisa could have just been on hard times and like, oh, the lady that killed my, um, that I thought killed my sister is actually hiding the secret that my niece killed my sister. I need some money out of this. Um, yeah, it was just give Wally and Judy and Mary Beth and Steven something worthy of their talent because this ain't it. At all. Well, my good uh, was the Ben and Sierra stuff on Monday. I love just getting to see them blissfully happy and I love getting to see them have honest, realistic conversations. It's one of my favorite parts of their entire relationship is they are always honest with each other, no matter how difficult the subject matter can be. And that's not something we really see a lot of on soaps. So I really appreciate that. My bad, again, um, it's just Gabby and Jake. Um, And not even so much the whole Titan thing. It's their whole relationship at this point. Like you need to give me emotional investment because them being hot for each other and Brandon and Camila having chemistry is not enough for them to be paired together. You need to show me what it is about Jake that Gabby loves so much. You need to show me what it is about Gabby that Jake loves so much. Like it, it, they, we need to see it in order to be able to believe it. And I'm just not there. And I going to join my cohorts here with my ugly and say that it is the wedding from hell. That was literally the longest wedding known to man. This was just a giant waste of everybody's time. And I will never understand why we devoted any sort of resources to this. Like there were 7,000 other things that could have aired in the place of all of our Beyond Salem characters being out of town. This could have absolutely been kept. They weren't even really out of town. Like, (laughs) on the show, they weren't. True. But does anybody have a watching it wrong? I do. Um, I've... It was at random. I I saw someone tweeting it when the promo came out on Friday uh, that, okay, look, it should be revealed. I don't, I didn't save it, um, but it was like, they should, it should be revealed that uh, Johnny Johnny is Lucas's. Lucas's. I'm like, but why? Like, why take away that? Like this, the, the soapiness is the fact that Johnny hates his father. Like we don't need, and considering how he was conceived, it may, it would make, 
for great storytelling going forward. We don't need to take that away. Like just play into it. And like, why do we always want to simplify things that are complicated by design? Like <laughs> just <laughs> let it be messy, play it out. And the hell, Johnny's disdain for EJ isn't new. He want, he liked Rafe more than he liked EJ when he was a kid. <laughs> like, it's just Well, that was only after everything that EJ did to, to Rafe came out. But like, there was a time, especially towards the end of Sammy and EJ's run, that like Johnny was basically a mini EJ. Yeah. But this also, this also harkens back to that. Now it's just Lucas in place of Rafe. So like, why don't, why do we need to undo that? Like, just leave it where it is and just play it for what it is. You don't need to undo it. I agree. Anybody else have a watching it wrong before I say mine? I kind of have one. Um, I saw it yesterday and it just was so stupid. It was talking about how um, this person was talking about how uh, Ben back in like 2015 was made to be a prop for Chabby. Um, And obviously he became a villain, but like Ben before Chabby, this Chabby story uh, and the necktie serial killing story was basically a one note character. Had they not gone down that route, Ben would not even be on canvas. That I 100% agree with you on. He would be where Cameron Davis is right now. Yeah, <laughs> like you cannot even use that word prop. Like he, he was a nobody. He was angst for them, yeah, but he wasn't used to prop them. He, he was, was no, he wasn't legacy. He was nothing. He was like he was just a new character on canvas. He was around like I don't know a few months before Chad returned. Yeah, I haven't watched that story in full life in its entirety, but. I still like have read about it, but like <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like he would he would not be the character he is today had he not had that story. And Ben and Sierra would not be what they are exactly today had that story not happened. And so, that like, is a that is a hundred percent the reason why I do not want his past as a serial killer to ever be undone. Because it is what makes him who he is. And it is what made everybody sit up and pay attention. Like this tweet said, like, I believe he was to be one note evil villain to prop Chabby and for an umbrella story to terrify the town and then disappear into life imprisonment. Death row or maybe killed by Chad, risking Abby. But thanks to Rob's charisma and talent, he survived and became iconic. I disagree about iconic, but... Still, like he, this character was a nobody before this storyline happened. He was a throwaway character. The thing is, like the person who inter- who created Ben wasn't even the person that wrote the serial killer story. Like it's, they were two different writers. Josh was it Griffith, Tom Sell who Tom who Sell created Ben and um, Jordan, I think. But Josh Griffith wrote that serial killer story. Like, so yeah. we don't we don't really know what Ben's original. Um, I don't think had the previous writer still been around. I don't think he. No, I don't think. Yeah, I think he would have yeah. gone the way of Cameron. Yeah, would have been angst for Chad and Abby briefly, and we probably would have never saw him again. 
Like, yeah, he was a villain, but it, like some characters aren't always meant to prop someone or like, and uh, he, still, he was of no damn body. I don't think anyone would have cared for Ben had they not written the story. I know I wouldn't have. That's when I started caring like, about Ben. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. it, it, like, it, was, it was him being a killer and Rob's performances during that story that made people sit up and take notice because I, I don't know that if anybody else had played that story, if they still would have brought him back and done what they did. I do think it's the writing of that story that gave Rob the material to really show what he's capable of and then them realizing that there is more to Rob that they can play with. And it all culminated into what we have now. I think it also helped, to be honest, no offense to him, I think it also helped that he was pretty. I'm just going to be real. That's I mean, that was part of it. That's, that's always <laughs> them, 100% part them of it. Them bringing him back and investing in him, I think that had a lot to do with it. But he, I, I can personally say he did impress me acting-wise in the middle of that story when Ben yeah. was losing his mind. I watched that story and I enjoyed it so much. And I didn't think I would ever care for Ben like that. Well, I, have to, I haven't seen it fully, but I've seen most of it. And he was really good. And... Yeah, this this tweet just like made me shake my head and like you would not have this character, you would not have have this ship had they not gone down this route. So please. And again, again it's simplifying things that are already complicated and can make for great story. Mm-hmm. Like don't simplify things that are complicated by design, especially if it can make great story. Now, my watching it wrong. Uh, talks about something that happened on Beyond Salem, but I don't think we're going to do a Watching It Wrong segment in that episode, so I'm going to bring it up here. Uh, There was a tweet that said that episode four of Beyond Salem was the worst episode of the series, that they did not enjoy the drag queens or the sex party. And to that person, I say, it is not 1950. Get out of the cave or go clutch your pearls and watch Harmark Channel because if this is this is 2021 and Days told a funny, modern, awesome story with things that actually happen in 2021. If this is not the show for you, then go watch the Hallmark Channel and leave us the fuck alone. And that is all I have to say on that. And with that, we have come to the end of another fabulous episode. Be sure to keep an eye out for our Beyond Salem recap that will be coming soon. Anybody else have any final thoughts before we sign off? Mm. No, not really. No, I'm just like excited about stuff that's upcoming and hoping that we can build on the momentum that we have from Beyond Salem because I think I think a lot of people watched and were excited about it and enjoyed it. So hopefully that carries over to the main show oh i hope so my last thought is hashtag free philip (laughs) kiriakis free philip kiriakis that's Um, it (laughs) and on that note we will talk to you later everybody bye bye Bye. later y'all